check. One, two. Welcome, 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 everyone, to current events, current events. Ma, how are you feeling today? Ma? Ma? Ma is out of town. She's in Florida, Casey Anthony style. I'll explain why at the end of the show, just in case you don't care. As you know, this is a very structured show. Because me and Ma don't like any BS, it bothers us. So without any more delay, the breakdown of our show is... This Week in History, Birthdays, Deaths and Bad News section, Current Events, current events, and of course, the True Crime portion... Actually, I don't think there's a true crime portion this week. I'm sorry. I just couldn't pull it together. Followed by, of course, what we're watching and doing, announcements and shout-outs. That's going to be pretty hefty because this is kind of a condensed show this week because Ma's gone, blah, blah, blah. Just stay tuned. Okay. So, without further delay, our first portion, This Week in History... Yes, in 1989, Madonna's Like a Prayer album was released. Other songs on the album are Express Yourself, which is cool because I didn't see Express Yourself on the same album as Like a Prayer. And Cherish. I have a friend who was actually in the Cherish video. He will remain anonymous. He was one of the mermen. He was like on his lunch break and like when you like shoot videos or do something like that there's like production area where like all the food is laid out it's usually like a tent or something and he said he was in there uh on break like from the video shoot in a tent getting like sandwich meats or whatever and he was all alone and then madonna walked in and it was just him and madonna and like i blacked out i really don't know the rest of the story but he won't remain anonymous. But I always love that story. I mean, what would you do if you were like, if it was like Madonna's heyday and you were in a tent and she walked in? I'd just probably act like an idiot. I don't even know. I'd like to ask Ma, Ma, what would you do? She'd be like, oh, I wouldn't care. I pretty much miss Ma, you guys. This is my first time alone in like 10 years. And Mom and I have spent every single day together for the past two and a half years. Okay. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Around this time in 1991, Smashing Pumpkins signed a seven-album deal with Virgin Records. Seven albums. Who in the hell can do seven albums? And I looked it up because I was like, there's no way that they fulfilled that seven-album promise. And sure enough, Virgin Records sued his ass. Billy Corgan for not doing it. I mean, seven albums. Why would you even ask someone for seven albums? I don't know. Ma, what do you think about Smashing Pumpkins? I think they're dumb. Okay, yes. I had this down because this is one of Ma's very all-time favorite movies. And, like, I make the show to entertain me and Ma. But, you know, I like this movie, too. May 19th, 2007... No Country for Old Men premieres. It is a 2005 novel by an American author, Cormac McCarthy, 
who had originally written the story as a screenplay. Blah, blah. Mom hates it when I do that. Okay. It uh, won four Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Starting Javier Bardem, who Mom is in love with. Josh Brolin from The Goonies. And Tommy Lee Jones. Everybody's seen that movie, I feel. Ma has a great theory about it. I mean, I'm sure other people have it, too. But, yeah, I had the story here for Mom because she would have loved it. Ma, I hope you're having fun in Florida, even though it's a funeral. God. I hope you're not drinking in a bar wrapped in an American flag, Casey Anthony style. That's my cousin, Dina. <laughs> okay. May 23rd, 1980. The Shining premieres. Yes, I was doing a little reading about The Shining. Just finding little interesting bits for the show. And I had forgotten about this, that Shelley Duvall had... Like, said she went crazy on the set, and it said it was, you know, emotionally abusive, and this and that. And I uh, just remember hearing a little tail end of it, but I looked it up, because it seemed like a pretty interesting story. Jack Nicholson reflected on the Duvall-Kubrick relationship in a documentary titled Stanley Kubrick, A Life in Pictures. He drew attention to the double standards with which the director approached him and his co-star. Kubrick was on the same page with Nicholson and treated him with respect, but always critical of Duvall. Mm, interesting. But, you know, it could have been for a ton of reasons. Maybe it wasn't because, you know, who knows? It's art. It's almost like performance art. Like Kubrick would often put intense pressure on Duvall, saying she was wasting everyone's time on set and basically that all of her ideas and suggestions were worthless. I wonder if it's like some kind of mind control to get her into that like kind of weak character, weak and emotional character that was her character. Maybe, I mean, even though it was a horrible thing to do, maybe Kubrick was doing that on purpose, trying to break her maybe. I mean, I'm sure there was a method. Or maybe he was just a nail. I couldn't curse, even though mom's not here because she might listen. She hates cursing. Okay, let's just move on from this uh, Duval thing, Okay. Okay, now we're into the birthday section. I know this show's going to be a little condensed this week, and that's fine. Hey, easy does it. I'm doing the best I can. Birthdays. May 24th, 1946. Priscilla Presley, actress and ex-wife of Elvis Presley, is now 73 years old. Mom. I wish Mom was here. When Priscilla and Elvis started dating, Elvis was 24 years old and Priscilla was 14 years old. Boom. I wanted to drop that on mom. Elvis was 24 years old and Priscilla was 14 years old. Just saying, things were uh, pretty crazy back then. And now, geez. Okay, May 24th, 1965. 54 years old, John C. Riley, an actor. From Step Brothers, A Perfect Storm, and a TV show called Check It Out with Steve Brule. May 25th, 1969, 50 years old, Anne Heche, an actress. Anne Heche and Ellen DeGeneres had a nearly four-year relationship. They met at a Vanity Fair Oscar party in 1997. Back in the early 2000s, I had this friend from work, and it was like West Side LA, like everybody had money. I mean, I didn't, but like everybody that I was surrounded by had money, and like they were awesome people. Um, but it was just funny because they just, it was just a different reality. 
so my friend from work, she had like, of course, you know, you get to know people in LA. It's like their grandfather was famous. Their dad invented, you know, Twinkies or just like whatever. Like you meet like the craziest people. And this girl, her grandfather was a comedian from like the fifties. He, I, I could never remember his name, but he was like the caliber of like red buttons or like, you know, those like old time comedians and the grandmother had passed too. So, and she used to be a rocket. So it was like, you know, back in the day they were like, had the life going, you know, he was a famous comedian and she was a rocket and they lived like in this beautiful house. And anyways, so he passed. So their house, they were, the family was like selling the house and taking what artwork they wanted and whatever. And so she brought me over to the house and it was like full on LA, like in the seventies. It reminded me of like the movie Casino. It was just straight up like, like Scarface, like out of the freaking like seventies. And I mean, it was amazing. And, uh, so I picked one thing. I had just gotten back from Spain and I had seen like a bullfight. It was crazy. This guy was like, you can always tell the tourists because they're crying. And I was like, right. Cause I was crying and you could look around and you can tell who wasn't from there. Cause no matter what color their skin, you could tell they were tourists cause they were crying and all the locals, they were loving the bullfight. But anyways, um, so my friend was like, oh, take whatever you want out of my grandfather's and grandmother's house. Like if it has a red sticker on it, you can take it. And so I ended up choosing this picture of a bullfight. After I picked the painting and everything, she was like, come on, let's get up on the roof. And I was like, oh my God, cool. So we got up on the roof and we could see, you know, 360 of, I mean, it was mansions upon mansions and like the pool and just the whole thing. It was just like unbelievably cool and she was like you see that house over there I was like yeah and it was all glass there was no curtains no walls no nothing it was just total glass she was like that's where Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi live I was just like oh my god and you can just like like if I had binoculars you could just see it and see everything there was no curtains there was no nothing it was a total straight up glass house I was like who in the hell is gonna live in that Mom loves that story. I do miss mom. Mom used to love Ellen, but I can never stand Ellen. Oh, she doesn't watch the show anymore because whenever she would have it on, I would just go haywire. It's like, I don't know what it is. It just makes me go into a frenzy. Okay. Oh, we're still on the birthday section. Jeez. May 26, 1928. He would be 83 years old. He died in 2011 of liver cancer. You all know him. Jack Kevorkian, physician and assisted suicide person. Remember him? Jack Kevorkian? He looked like Skeletor. I think that's what scared me the most. I was like young enough when like all that stuff was going down. I was like, you know, like he just like looked like Skeletor to me and he always scared me. And he knew what he had to do with death. I mean, God, I'm sorry to his family. <laughs> okay, May 26, 1951, Sally Ride, astronaut, first woman in space. I love Sally Ride, a big fan. As we know from last week's episode, or a couple weeks ago, Sally Ride died of pancreatic cancer, just like what Alex Trebek has, just like what Patrick Swayze died from, who, this and that. Mom had a very interesting insight. We were talking about Sally Ride, because we love her. And mom said that most astronauts are only children. 
That's because we don't mind being alone forever. We don't mind being alone for the rest of our lives. I could, I should have been an astronaut. It just seems like too stressful, you know? I feel like I could do it. I mean, if I had a calculator. But, like, I just, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to get up that early. I don't want to have to, like, you know? Okay. Lauren Hill's birthday, y'all, is May 26, 1975. She's pretty young. And she's very, very, very accomplished. I was so, I, like, whenever I found out she was 44, I'm like, oh my God, she's only three years older than me, Lauren Hill. Like, she is, <laughs> she's a legend. And she's three years older than me. I mean, not that, like, I give a crap, but I'm just saying, like, I was surprised at how young she was because she is so accomplished and respected and blah, blah, blah. And then whenever I saw it was her birthday, I remembered that she was charged with like not paying taxes and stuff and I remember being very interested in that in June 2012 Hill was charged with three counts of tax fraud or failing to file taxes willful failure to collect or pay tax on 1.8 million of income earned between 2005 and 2007 she should have earned more than that somebody was screwing her during this time, she had toured as a musical artist, earned royalties from both her records and from films she had appeared in. In a long post on her Tumblr, I don't even know what that is. I guess it's like old. Hill said that she had gone underground and had rejected pop culture's climate of hostility, false entitlement, manipulation, racial prejudice, sexism, and ageism. She added that when I was working consistently without being affected by the interferences mentioned above, I filed and paid my taxes. This only stopped when it was necessary to withdraw from society in order to guarantee the safety and well-being of myself and my family. You know, you can't argue with that. I feel like I remember hearing something that she went to like a reprogramming school. It was, they called it something very weird. It sounded very like mind control. So she's been paying back some money. Hill also faced possible eviction from her rented home in South Orange. As well as a civil lawsuit from the town for running a business out of a home without a zoning permit. I don't know. Sounds like they were just trying to hassle her to me. I thought she was pretty respected. I don't know. Actually, my favorite Lauren Hill song, I mean, besides like her work with the Fugees, is Doo-Wop. You know, of course, from her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And it's funny because the girl who, uh, you know, I went on her grandfather's roof and we saw Ellen and Portia's house. That's her favorite song, too. We would always listen to that song together. I just remembered that. Okay, more birthdays. Oh, yes. May 27th, 1971. You guys, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. You know her and you love her from TLC. The group, not the channel. Has anyone out there seen the documentary, The Last Days of Left Eye? Please, I wish someone was here to answer me because this movie is crazy. I've seen it a couple times. It was a few years ago. Actually, I heard something recently that um, there's a lot of like occult symbolism in it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But, uh, you know, I'm into like decoding all that kind of stuff in, in pop culture. And um, it drives my mom crazy. 
will be like watching like something on TV. I'll be like, oh my God, look, there, the triangle. She'll be like, oh my God. Or like this, you know, Comcast thing will come up with like the all seeing eye on it. I'm like, look, mom, the all seeing eye. She's like, oh my God. Anyways, I want to rewatch the doc. Maybe I'll do that tonight. It's crazy. <sighs> okay. It's scary. It's almost like I, this, it gave me the same feeling as like Blair Witch. If like, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if Blair Witch wasn't like staged or whatever, even though like it was, wasn't staged in some ways. But yeah, it may, it's like almost like a found footage film almost. It's the craziest documentary I've ever seen. I'm going to rewatch it tonight. Yes, it's her birthday. Oh my God. You got to watch that. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. The Last Days of Left Eye. Okay. Deaths and bad news. Oh, good. There's none this week. There was some, but I just don't want to do it. It's just too depressing. I just need a break. Okay. Current events. Oh, yes. I had this for mom. It's like it caught my attention and I really wanted to ask mom about it. But I kept it here, so it must have caught my attention, too. Scarlett Johansson and SNL vet Colin Jost are all set to tie the knots after two years of dating. Oh, my God. Shouldn't you date someone for, like, ten years before you marry them? I mean, I wish them all the best of luck. Jesus, I really want to know what Mom thinks. I mean, you guys are cool, too, but I just can't hear you. Okay, this is big, you guys. I have made not really any friends since moving out here, but I've made, like, work friends. And that's, like, the first stage. And having friends, I guess, I really don't know how to make friends. Anyways, where this is going is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is coming out very soon. One of my work friends, I call her my intense work friend, because she's very much into film. She went to film school. She knows this. She knows that. She lived in L.A. She did an internship for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, she was in the deal, like, back in the day. And then she was like, screw it. I'm moving to a mountain town, which is what I did. Anyways, she is a cashier, and I'm a cashier's assistant. So, like, basically, we just talk about movies all day and music. The deal is, is me, her, and mom are going to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then we're going to do a movie review. And it'll be very cool because it'll be me giving my opinion, mom giving her opinion, and this intense work friend who went to film school, her opinion. So it'll be like, it'll just be a whole range of things. And it'll be interesting. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's the, in case you don't know, it's starring my two babies, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio, if I had, this is what I think about at work. I was like, okay, if I had to choose between Brad Pitt or Leo DiCaprio, who would I choose? So I was just like, oh. And I never could, uh, I feel like Brad Pitt would get boring after a while. I mean, even though he's like great, where Leo would never like get boring. Which brings me, I was going to save this for the end of the show, but I just thought about it now. I have a pretty big announcement to make. And I'm just going to do it right now. So I used to know this guy who used to date this girl and she was Leonardo DiCaprio's 
assistant. Okay? So here's the deal, y'all. I know the craziest thing ever about Leo DiCaprio, who I love. Who I love. And it's the craziest thing. And here's the deal. I've decided... Now, I'm known for keeping secrets. I don't blab. I don't say nothing to no one. I will share this piece of information only after Leonardo DiCaprio dies or if I am like on my deathbed because he may live to be 80 and I may die at 60 but if I'm on my deathbed I will make sure that someone else has this piece of information and they can share it after Leo dies maybe they will outlive him so the point is is that I have the most crazy story not story fact about Leo and I don't use fact lightly. And you may have to wait 40 years to hear it, but it'll be worth the wait, <laughs> I swear. So like I said, I don't like to blab. I don't like to do this. But this is the time where I'll give the exception. But Leo will have to be gone for me to even... Yeah, you guys won't even probably care by then. I mean, I will. You'll be into it. It's a secret. It's a game between me and you guys. So you have that to look forward to. So whether I'm dead or alive, someone will know. You guys will find out. But Leo can't be around anymore. Oh yes, I meant to talk about this story last week. Tribeca Film Festival celebrates the 25th anniversary of Reality Bites. Hello, you've reached the winter of our discontent. Okay, y'all know Reality Bites, right? Reality Bites is a 1994 American romantic comedy drama. It stars Winona Ryder, Ethan Hawke, Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo. I cannot believe it's been 25 years. I gotta rewatch that one too, as an adult. It's weird kind of rewatching movies as an adult. Like, um, Mom was watching um, Dirty Dancing a while ago. And I walked in, I was like, oh my god, Dirty Dancing. You know, I hadn't seen it since I was like 13 or 14. And as I'm watching, like, I remember being a kid and like wanting Baby and Patrick Swayze to like get together and stuff. And like, I'm watching it now as an adult and I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, I would kill Patrick Swayze if he came near my daughter. I mean, he was like 20-something and Baby was like 13. It's like, what in the hell is going on? Another movie that was very odd. I don't even think I finished it. Uh, you know, seeing it as an adult versus a kid uh, is Welcome to the Dollhouse. It's like this like cult classic or whatever. It was like, th I was like 13 when it came out, 14 maybe, Welcome to the Dollhouse. It's a really good movie. I mean, I, re I remember it being good. And I watch it, I'm like four, I was like maybe 39 or 40 when I saw it. And I was like, oh my God, like this is like straight up like dark and like not cool. Oh Yes. This is a quick reminder to our normal listeners that Movie of the Week is still here, but I didn't want to watch uh, The Virgin Suicides Without Mom, and then, like, yeah, we're, like, gonna watch it together when she gets back from Florida, Casey Anthony style. So re-watch it with us, then join us next week because we'll be discussing it. Send your emails, send whatever. We'll be doing trivia, all that kind of good stuff. Just in case you don't know, The Virgin Suicides is a 1999 American drama film written for the screen and directed by Sofia Coppola and her dad, Francis, starring James Wood, Kathleen Turner, Kirsten Dunst, Josh Hartnett. We'll be saying, what do you think? What's your favorite character? Blah, blah, blah. 
I'm going to ask mom all these things. And then we'll do the quiz. It'll be great. I believe next week we will have, with mom, a portion of Conspiracy Checkpoint, where I run a conspiracy by mom and see what she thinks. Lately, though, mom's like, gosh, uh, maybe. Like, before, she was, like, totally against, like, just anything, like, that, you know, wasn't, like, on the news or whatever. And now she's like, oh, God, I really don't know. Maybe. (laughs) She's like, I mean, it's nice, you know. Oh, yes. Okay. So now we're on, the show is kind of coming to an end, sort of. We're on the what we're watching and doing portion Mom isn't here. What? What is she? She's still watching Jeopardy with the guy who I believe has autism, uh, James, winning Jeopardy. Uh, I sit in my closet and watch music videos. I do the show. I go to my grocery store job. That's it. I'm either at my grocery store job talking about movies or talking about anything I can that can like be stimulating because I don't have any friends. So it's like I'm either here at the house with mom, who's my bestie, or I'm at work. Which I love my job. It's fun. It's like so chill. It's like I have my dream life. I work at a grocery store part time. And I live in a sweet mobile home with my mom and like do a show. It's like okay. And I play uh, cornhole during the day. So yeah that's what we're watching and doing. I've been playing cornhole hanging out on the porch with Shuggy. Okay, announcements. Here's like the announcements portion. What it's like in North Carolina. I live in Western North Carolina. The differences so far between living in North Carolina versus living in Los Angeles, California. Number one. Well, let me get it started that I loved LA. I owe LA a lot. I did. I loved LA for a long time. And I am the person I am today because of LA. So even though I'm about to say like these awesome things doesn't mean I'm like hating on LA because I am the person who I am today because of LA. Thank you, LA. Uh, number one, I always have money because I'm not spending it all on rent. It's like, I'm like, Oh, I already have money in my account, but I'm getting paid again. It's like, Oh, like I can just go to the store and get anything I want because we were paying so much money and rent in LA and now it's like oh my god like I can buy this I can do this I can go anywhere I want I can do anything I want it's bizarre I feel like I haven't had money in like 15 years 10 years maybe probably 10 years I feel like I had no money because it was all going towards rent so yeah I always have money number two I haven't been stressed out once at all over traffic over anything I mean like it's, you know, there's been moments of, you know, unhappiness or whatever, but there's been no, I haven't like felt like overwhelmed. Oh yes. <laughs> One of the most interesting differences, maybe people do this in LA too. They're just not out and about about it, but a lot of people here practice polyamory. Polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the consent of all partners involved. Yeah. And that's cool. I had just never heard of that. But that goes on a lot here. And it's like, oh, let me just like process that. Like that could be the smartest thing I've ever heard. Or that could be the scariest thing I've ever heard. I honestly don't know. Polyamory. 
People are all about it out here. Okay? And that's cool. Damn. I'm just simply talking about, like, the differences about L.A. versus N.C. And maybe people do it in L.A. I really don't know. Maybe it's this new thing. Maybe it's an old thing. I don't know. Mom and I have our special uh, local breakfast place, which we love. It's like the whole deal. Like, the, the older lady waitress with, like, the pencil in her bun. She's like, what are you having, sweetie? And, like, it, it's the whole deal, but it's, it's, like, real. Then we go to the nursery to look at flowers. I mean, it's like, pff, we go sit by the river. I mean, it's like we're just, it's like a vacation constantly. I feel totally retired. Even though I still, like, work part-time at a grocery store, I feel retired. I have time. It's like I have time. I have money. It's just, like, it's the best. The radio stations here are cool. There's classic country. There's classic rock. There's 90s rock. There's 70s rock. There's rock and roll. There's oldies rock. It's like every button on the car is just like, oh my God. The Actually, the other... <laughs> actually, the morning um, mom left, I was like, let's go out to breakfast, you know, at our special uh, local spot. I was like, it'll be, you know, a nice send-off. And uh, so I took her out to breakfast. It was on, like, the 90s rock station. Anytime we're listening to music, like, we always, like, tell each other, like, a fact about the song or the artist. Like, she'll do it with, like, classic country, and I'll do it with, like, classic rock or whatever. And I said, Mom, this was um, one of my first CDs. Dad bought it for me. I go, it was Pearl Jam 10, and I bought it with Sonic Youth Dirty. And um, I go, this is Pearl Jam, and this song is Jeremy, and it's about a school shooting. And she was just like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't expecting any kind of reaction. It's just like we always talk about music. And she didn't say anything. And then I like kind of went in this like, like we're just driving and there's trees everywhere. And it's just like the best. Like I noticed that my brain isn't so annoyed all the time so I can think about stuff. And so I was like, yeah, this song's about a school shooting. And I was like thinking, and I said it out loud to mom. I was like, oh my God, mom, what if the West Memphis Three, mom and I always talk about true crime. And I was like, what if the West Memphis Three is actually guilty? And Damien Eccles is like a Satanist and like Eddie Vedder's a Satanist and Johnny Depp's a Satanist. What if it was like this thing and they just like, oh, like got them out of jail. Like, oh my God. And blah, blah, blah. And mom was like, so when we get to the bank, let's get, you get this much out of your account and I'll get this much out of my account and then we'll get the money order. I'm like, mom, what do you think about what I just said? Like, what if the West Memphis Three are actually guilty? Damien Uncles is a Satanist and so is Eddie Vedder and Johnny Depp and all the people who are trying to get them out of prison. She's like, well, maybe. It's just basically how it is out here, you know? You just drive around and like Pearl Jam comes on and then Steve Miller Band comes on and you're looking at trees and it's just the best thing ever. Oh, and uh, let me get that clear. I don't have anything against Satanist or Satanism. One thing I am into, that, which I've said before, is I'm into like decoding occult symbolism and pop culture. I'm not saying that they are Satanists and I'm not saying Satanism is bad. In fact, I know I have friends who are Satanists and that's fine. I love Satanists. I love people who love God. I, I love everybody. I just like people who are nice. Honestly. That's what 
You know, it's like now that my head is clear, it's like I can think. And I've realized I just like people who are nice. That's what it is. I think that's about it for the what, what we're watching and doing section. I don't really have anything to say. I'm still just like making friends, you know, like work friends. Two people have asked me for my number though and then they didn't call me. I was like, well, what does that mean? It's like, it's so, it's, it is crazy. One of the differences between when I moved to LA versus when I moved to North Carolina, you know, I was uh, 21 or 22 or something when I moved to LA. It was like the early 2000s. You know, everybody was like young and ready to party. And it's like, now I'm coming to a town and it's like, oh, hey, I'm 41. Like, and everybody's like, oh, I have a baby, I'm married. It's like, you know, and I can't even, personally, I can't even stay up past 8.30. You just come crashing into some town when you're like 40, 41 years old. It's harder to make friends because it's like people are like, they're like married or they're like having a kid or they're, they don't want to hang out, you know? And it's like, I don't want to hang out either, but like I kind of do. So yeah, it's definitely been like just crazy seeing like what people at work I like and which ones like me and what we talk about. Cause I'm just so, it's like I feel like I can think now, now that I'm out of LA and I'm just like living a very, very chill life. It's like, oh, I'm in my body now, <laughs> you know? So it's been really cool and like seeing how people make friends. Like it's just interesting like coming to a new town when you're 41 and it's just like one-fifth the speed of the speed you've been living for 20 years but mom and I are so very happy so very happy and I can't be any happier so look forward to some very cool stuff coming up and I miss mom I feel like y'all miss mom too oh yes this leads us into the shout out section Cousin Lori, her mom, Sylvia, passed away, which is mom's sister, my Aunt Sylvia. And I want to give a huge, two huge shout-outs to my cousin Noah, who I love, and my cousin Katie, who I love. They're very, like, into music, and they're very cool, and they have great ears. My cousin Frankie, Aunt Stephanie, who used to be a mafia wife. Uh, my Uncle Denny. Cousin Dina, who's with mom. Uh, she went missing as a Budweiser girl in the 80s. I love and miss you. Can't wait to see you. We're going to do the Casey Anthony episode. I think that's it, y'all. I just can't even do this anymore. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. i just been playing cornhole and listening to music. It's been pretty nice.